It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, EJ Hall. And if you missed our Tuesday show last night with Zach Livy, make sure to... Uh, head to our YouTube channel, click on that. We had some discussion on the upcoming Zaquan Patterson uh, decision. So if you missed yesterday's show, go ahead and go watch it. And you can also like this video, subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel for free. We're dropping new videos all the time with football season here. We have game clips coming from the recruits. We're out on the road watching guys uh, and the football guys, the, the team is right around the corner. You know, the big house is going to be rocking. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for everything on Michigan football as well. You get alerts every time we drop a new video. So subscribe for free and like this video. This is the Q&A show, guys. So make sure to leave your questions in the comment box and I will get to them in the order they are asked. Uh, you're not required to do so, but if you want to hit that donate button, that money goes directly to our travel budget so we can go around the country and see Michigan commits and targets. So definitely helps out if you leave a super chat. But we have our first question coming in from Jeff M. And he says, considering the quality of the competition, the facilities, the dining choices in the city, what are your five favorite places to watch a high school football game? Um, that's an interesting question uh, to start off for sure. Obviously, I, I've covered games and I want to say um, like 40 different states. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely have made the rounds. I want to say one of my favorite places to cover a game has been St. John Bosco in California, uh, in, in Southern California, obviously. They have a great stadium down there. The food's great in LA. You can uh, check out the city and have a good time. So definitely St. John Bosco would be one to come to mind. Um, Allen, Texas is my favorite. If you've never been to Eagle Stadium, it's the best high school stadium in the country. So I, uh, 
I, I, and it's back home. Obviously, I'm from Dallas. I covered Kyler Murray there on numerous occasions, the best player I've ever covered uh, of all time. So uh, Allen's Eagles Stadium is definitely one that comes to mind. Um, I'm not going to say a particular stadium. I've been to a few out there, but anywhere in New Orleans is always a good time as well. Um, you know, the food is, can't be, I know I'm from Texas, but I mean, Louisiana's food is incredible. The Cajun food, um, just walking down Canal Street and then covering a game there with the talent they have in Louisiana is, uh, is pretty awesome for sure. Um, definitely down in Miami. I've been to a few games there. Um, food's great as always. You can enjoy South Beach. Um, I've been to a St. Thomas Aquinas game in the past, and I really enjoyed my time there covering Jaden McBurrows and Jaden Hood. Um, so, you know, that would definitely be on the list for sure. And uh, if I had to pick one in the Midwest, I, I definitely want to pick one in the Midwest for sure. Um, if I had to pick one in the Midwest, it would probably just be West Bloomfield. To be honest, I mean, there's been so many great guys that I've covered out of that program. Donovan Edwards, Amir Earrings, Maj Morgan. And I know the stadium isn't anything super amazing, but it just feels like home. Like there's just a family environment around West Bloomfield or, or there had been over the last few years. I always enjoyed covering, you know, a game in West Bloomfield, you know, getting a Detroit Coney. So definitely would go with those five let's go down to eric miller and let's get to some michigan recruiting love the high school football questions though i am a high school football fan for sure if you guys don't know i i mean high school football is like my favorite sport i would rather be at a big high school football event than be at a big college game or an nfl game it's just uh something that i've always loved to do that's why i'm in recruiting so let's get to recruiting uh who are we most likely to flip before signing day? Um, so good question here. Uh, there are obviously some flip candidates both ways, right? So when you look at Michigan's class right now, they just lost Elias Rudolph and they are in jeopardy with the Smith twins. Gerard and Jacob Smith are both, um, you know, threats to lead the class. I think Kentucky has done a really good job with them lately. Um, I also think the move back to Kentucky is something that is playing a big role in favor of the Wildcats. So I recently switched my predictions for Gerard Smith and Jacob Smith to end up at Kentucky. And you see the Wildcats have an 82.3% chance of landing them, uh, landing both of them. So if Michigan loses on Gerard and Jacob Smith, the Wolverines are going to have to work on flipping some guys late in the cycle at both of those positions along the defensive line and especially at edge with Elias Rudolph going off to Miami. And, and Michigan definitely needs to hang on to Dominic Nichols as well, who's still getting some interest from Clemson and Wisconsin. But flipping back to Michigan or flipping over to Michigan, I mean, the guy that immediately comes to mind is Nitro Tuggle. Now, we talked about him on the show a couple of weeks. He is an on 300 wide receiver committed to Georgia. Michigan has a need at the wide receiver position. So 
Nitro Tuggle makes a lot of sense. I know you hear committed to Georgia, and it seems unlikely, but he is a Midwest guy. Uh, I know he's listed at IMG Academy, but he did not enroll there. He's actually at Northwood in Indiana. He is a teammate of Michigan commit Josiah Edmond, who is recruiting him hard. Tan Arbor Tuggle has been open to making other official visits during the fall, and it wouldn't be surprising to see Michigan get one of those OVs. So Nitro Tuggle is definitely a flip candidate. Um, you know, so I think he's the guy that seems most realistic right now. Uh, is sticking with wide receivers. I would definitely go with Jordan Shipp. Um, I know he committed in North Carolina over Michigan recently, but with him having two teammates committed in Channing Goodwin and Jaden Davis, and the amount of times he's been to Michigan and UM being just a, a better program on the field, I still think there could be something there with Jordan Ship. I, I don't think you stop recruiting him, especially with the amount of resources you invested in this guy. And on top of that, he's a tremendous talent. I know he's only listed as a three-star right now, but – I think he's a four-star guy all the way. I've always had him as a as a top 300 prospect, and he had a sensational game over the weekend. He was the most dominant player on the field when I saw Providence Day uh, on Saturday night. So I I love Jordan Ship, and I would keep working on him if I were Michigan. And uh, another guy that comes to mind is the guy we just talked about, Elias Rudolph, flipping from Michigan to Miami. It doesn't mean it's over, right? Uh, it means that Michigan's going to continue to try to get to try to recruit him back. And we actually talked about that on yesterday's show with Zach Libby, who has been all over this recruitment. And uh, Zach Libby just actually popped up in the uh, Q&A box telling me to get some Waffle House this weekend. I, w I will not be doing that. I will be in Charlotte again. So every time I go to Charlotte, I'm like, I'm going to try Carolina barbecue and I never get a chance to it's always a super quick um, a super quick trip right so I have never had a chance to get it so I am promising myself that I will get Carolina barbecue if you guys have recommendations for Carolina barbecue make sure to hit me up and let me know where I need to go but uh, Elias Rudolph Michigan's not going to stop recruiting him just because he flipped to Miami the Wolverines are doing uh, whatever they can to get him back. And I know that one had some NIL, you know, issues around it. Obviously, Miami is very strong in that area. Michigan, not so much when it comes to the recruiting trail. But I think Michigan is going to try to put together maybe some type of uh, pitch that, that could convince him to take another look. And plus, he built such a strong relationship with Michigan co-defensive coordinator Steve Klingscale. I don't think that relationship just goes away. And he's back in Ohio after briefly spending some time at Deerfield Beach uh, High School down in Florida. So he's back in Ohio. He's back in the Midwest. I would actually be surprised if Rudolph doesn't make a visit to Michigan um, this fall. So he's still someone to keep an eye on. And just in general, you know, Michigan's looking for some late senior risers, whether they're committed to other schools or not. I mean, the Wolverines still have a need for a nose. If they miss out on Saquon Patterson, they're going to have a need for a safety. If they lose the Smith Twins, they're going to have a need for another defensive lineman, another edge. So I think that you'll see more names pop up 
after these guys complete the first four weeks of their senior seasons. We have a super chat from Nick. Big shout out to Nick for his 199 super chats. We get to skip the line. Are the twins flipping to Kentucky? So we uh, we just kind of addressed that, but just to dive in deeper for those who weren't on the show yet, uh, Jacob and Gerard Smith are both predicted to flip to Kentucky. That was as of uh, about a week and a half ago. They really started to gain some serious traction. Remember, both twins visited Kentucky twice and opted not to attend the barbecue at the big house at the end of July. So I'm con- continuing to hear that Kentucky's in a strong spot to flip both Gerard and Jacob Smith. For those of you that don't know, the, the twins are originally from Kentucky and they have moved back. So they are no longer in Connecticut where they've spent the last two years. They are in Kentucky. And I think that's helping the Wildcats a lot. We know that Kentucky um, does have a bit of NIL. I, I, it's probably not as strong as a Miami or, or an Oregon or anything like that. But I do think Kentucky's NIL program is something to watch. So, yeah, right now I'm a little pessimistic about Michigan keeping both Gerard and Jacob Smith. All right, guys, we have a message from our new sponsor this week, Susie Surma with Modus Realty. Are you ready to buy a home? This is one of, if not the most expensive purchases you'll ever make. Having a realtor who listens and cares about your needs is crucial. Susie Surma is the right local expert for you. Susie includes a free buyer's consultation to uncover your home, buying needs, maximize experience and efficiency. Email her today at Susie at modusre.com. That's M-O-T-U-S-R-E.com. Let's face it, the market has been challenging for buyers. The critical piece you might be missing is having the right agent Using a realtor that has superior knowledge and negotiation skills is a key to closing on the home of your dreams. Local expert Susie Serma is your answer. Not only does she know the area, she's a fierce negotiator. Why not build equity now? Contact Susie Serma to start your customized home search today. Call Susie at 248-767-5633 or email her at susie at motusre.com. Um, all right, so a special shout out to Susie Surma for um, for sponsoring tonight's show. Let's go down to our next question, and it's P Maximus, and he says, "Why is everyone so hyped about our defensive line when TCU torched us on the ground for over 230 yards, and that was with Mozzie Smith, Mike Morris, and our returners?" So. Obviously, this is the recruiting show, not the team show. So I think our team guys would be better fit to answer this. But I will say this. uh, Michigan does have Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant. uh, And those were two of my favorite recruits to cover during my time on this beat. Mason Graham obviously made a huge impact as a freshman starter last year. I think he's going to progress even more this year. And Kenneth Grant, you've seen kind of the flashes, but he's that nasted nose that Michigan has wanted in this scheme. And I think that he's in line to have a, a huge year. So I'm interested to see how the defensive line does, but you know, Mike Elston's a great developer of talent. I think he'll have those guys ready to go. P Maxima says, what's the deal with the Bobby Kanka suspension? 
Um, yeah, so Bobby Kanka, Michigan's 2025 commit is suspended for the first two games of his junior season. Uh, that is because he transferred over to Howe High School, so it's nothing that he necessarily did wrong or anything, you know, like that. It's not not some type of major character issue or anything. It's simply a transfer location, and they ruled in favor of suspending him for two games, which is a little disappointing, but he's been working out with the team. He, you know, I think is comfortable with his new program. Our Zach Libby was out to see him a couple of weeks ago in how In fact, Zach was going to go see him this week before the suspension was handed down. Instead, he'll be seeing Avery Gack at Birmingham Grove. So um, I think that, you know, the suspension probably wasn't warranted. I mean, guys move schools all the time. So um, I think right now it's just one of those things that he has to get through. But I'm interested to see how Bobby Kanka does as a junior, I'm definitely interested to hear what Zach has to say about him when he sees him later on in the um, later on in the season. I'm sure Zach will be checking out his game for sure. Let's go to Leo Gerstein, and he says, "How are we doing with Bryce Underwood?" Thanks for the show, as always. So, uh, Michigan's in that top two right now with LSU. Uh, definitely a lot to like about Michigan's chances with Bryce Underwood. For those of you that don't know, he's a five-star 2025 quarterback out of Belleville High School in the great state of Michigan. Uh, the Wolverines actually lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine with a 40.3% chance of landing him. I think the second team in this race is not Michigan State. It's actually LSU. He's been to LSU on multiple occasions, including uh, in late July. He flew back for the barbecue at the big house, which was definitely a positive sign. Look, uh, on the Michigan front, he has a great relationship with Kirk Campbell. He has really built that bond with him, whereas Matt Weiss obviously wasn't the most personal guy. Uh, personable guy, I think that Kirk Campbell has stepped up in that role. Uh, so he has a great relationship with Kirk Campbell. He also has a great personal relationship with Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's head coach. I think that if anybody on staff is going to win this recruitment, it's definitely Jim Harbaugh. He played quarterback in the NFL. He played quarterback at Michigan. So, you know, that definitely resonates with Underwood. And then Michigan's the hometown school. You know, he's comfortable with the program. He's visited there on multiple occasions. He knows a lot of the guys on the team as well. So he's just comfortable. Now, at the same time, LSU has impressed him on his last couple of visits. He's always had a wandering eye for the South. You know, the opportunity to play in the SEC is something that's always been appealing to him. I think Brian Kelly and his staff have done a tremendous job with uh, Bryce Underwood as well. So, you know, the Tigers are a team to monitor, and we always have to mention NIL, right, when you're looking at such a high-profile prospect. I mean, the most important position in football, the number one overall guy in the country, if this comes down to NIL, that's certainly not in Michigan's favor, as we've seen over the last two cycles. And when we talk about NIL, we're not talking about 
NIL for the team. Michigan's doing a good job of getting their guys deals and putting on events, and things of that nature. But when it comes to recruiting, there's still no set plan. There's nothing that you can pitch to these recruits that's concrete. And that's not necessarily the case for other schools. So I think LSU has the upper hand when it comes to NIL. And if that is a factor for Bryce Underwood when he makes his decision in January, then, you know, that doesn't spell good news for Michigan. Right now, it's too close to call. I think it's 50-50. I think both teams uh, have a legitimate chance to land him. We'll see uh, what they do in the fall to really impress Underwood. But I would expect him to be at a couple of Michigan games. I would expect him to be at a couple of LSU games. So we'll see, you know, how things shake out with Underwood as we get closer to January. Um, let's go down to P Maximus and he's asking about Jordan ship. He said he heard Jordan ship wasn't happy about the lack thereof our passing game. So, you know, I'm not sure if I necessarily buy that. Obviously it's a hard sell for Ron Bellamy, right? If you're Ron Bellamy and you're recruiting wide receivers, you know, Michigan isn't exactly a pass happy offense. Now Jordan ship has been able to see the offense on numerous occasions and has visited so many times. He's also very familiar with the guy coming in that's supposed to be throwing him the football. And that's Jaden Davis, who is his teammate at Providence day. So Jaden Davis uh, has done a great job as a distributor at the high school level. Jordan ship has put up some big numbers with uh, Jaden Davis throwing him the football. So he knows that, if he were to go to Michigan, he would be able to continue that connection with Davis. And then on top of that, he knows that Michigan has a need for a, a bigger guy on the outside, which he is. Uh, uh, he's a, a really physical presence. He's a true outside wide receiver. And I think Michigan's pitch right now has been come and be a, a game changer for the offense and will open things up. And I think Michigan uh, and this goes for any wide receiver recruit, not just with ship. I mean, when you talk about nitro tuggle as well as a guy that you're trying to flip, I think Michigan is going to open up the offense a little bit this year. I think JJ McCarthy has cemented himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So I think you're going to let, I think they're going to let JJ cook a little bit. And I think that'll impress some wide receivers on the board, you know, like, like nitro tuggle and potentially help Michigan get back in on guys like Jordan ship. But I think the bigger factor with ship was just the distance. I think he just felt comfortable at North Carolina. I don't think there's anything Michigan could have sold him on the offense or anything of that nature that would have changed his mind last month when he picked the Tar Heels. I think his heart was at home, but uh, recruiting is a long game. And maybe the Wolverines convince him to leave home. And I think, you know, opening up the offense can only help. All right, guys, we're winding down here on our show. So make sure to get your questions in. We do have another uh, advertiser tonight, and that is Homefield. Homefield's Can't Miss Kickoff is here to make sure you are ready for the 2023 football season in style. The Can't Miss Kickoff began on August 21st, so you still have time to join it with exclusive long-awaited bomber jacket offerings, celebrating some of college football's fiercest rivalries. Um, new customers can get 15% off their first order with promo code Wolverine23. That's not all. During the 
can't miss kickoff home field classic. They are debuting new football back boxes complete with everything you need uh, to be game day ready in 2023 in one branded designer box, making it a perfect gift for the football fanatic in your life. Even if that's just yourself, Michigan is obviously available, but they also have other schools. If you have a relative that's a fan of another college football team, they have a, uh, jackets for uh, or boxes for Florida, Indiana, Nebraska, and so much more. Uh, each and every day from now until kickoff, home fields can't miss kickoff, will be unveiling a new exciting offer never and for never before seen apparel that you simply can't miss. So check out home field. You get 15% off with your first order using promo code Wolverine 23. All right, guys, let's get back to the questions and this one comes from Jorge. It's not really a question. It's more of a comment. Apparently, the new high school coach said something that they're not going to flip in regards to the flip to the Smith twins. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about Gerard and Jacob Smith earlier in the show, the four-star commits to Michigan. Their high school coach did say that there was no flip coming, but I think, you know, that might just be posturing a little bit. On social media, I think he's doing his best to maybe protect his players as they fought to get eligible and things of that nature. Probably didn't want any more drama surrounding the Smith twins uh, as they enrolled here at Corbin, Kentucky. So I know that tweet was put out and I know that gave Michigan fans some optimism, but I'm not sure that I'm buying it. I still think that Kentucky is a big threat to... uh, to flip them away. David DeLees joins the show and he says, um, could Michigan circle back to Brian Robinson? Yeah, Brian Robinson's definitely an option. Uh, he's a guy that they've been in contact with since forever and, and recently circled back with a, with a phone call. But uh, Robinson, an on 300 prospect out of Ohio, he visited Michigan on numerous occasions last year. And in the offseason, Michigan was once the leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine. He made an official visit to kick off June. So they are very, very familiar with Brian Robinson, who is now at Westerville North High School. So for those of you that don't know, Brian Robinson did have a bit of a tumultuous offseason, changing high schools there. Uh, were some comments from his father that made the rounds on social media that didn't necessarily portray uh, Robinson in the most positive light. But, you know, I've had nothing but positive interactions with Brian Robinson. I think he's a really high floor kid. He's kind of filled out. He's a bigger type of edge. He's not your long athletic guy that Michigan usually desires at the position. So regardless of the offseason, I still think Michigan had some question marks about him as a player from everything I was able to gather, there was a little bit of a difference of opinion on the staff in regards to Brian Robinson, but with a need for edge, you know, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Kentucky is considered the leader here, but I'm not sure how hard Kentucky is pressing right now. It seems like a lot of schools have kind of started to keep Robinson warm. And I know he's ranked really high. You see he's ranked the top 200 prospect across the board, including a top 100 prospect on two of the more uh, of the four major recruiting services. So uh, I think he has talent. 
I'm just not completely sold on him being, you know, the solution. But with Michigan having that need, I think Robinson is a guy to, you know, keep on the board and just see how things kind of shake out. Matthew Hutchison says, new place, EJ, looking good, brother, killing it. Appreciate it. Did get a new place here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, so temporarily living here for the next few years. So, yeah, moving was a pain, though. Let's go down to, uh, oh, look, Nick says, what is stopping UM donors from boosting NIL? So before uh, I dive into Nick's super chat, which we appreciate your super chat, it goes straight to my travel budget so I can see top recruits around the country. Um, I do want to invite you guys to subscribe to the Wolverine.com today. We're offering a special deal, $1 for one month that gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more over on the Wolverine.com. If you're not a subscriber, you want to take advantage today, especially with us hitting the recruiting trail and, uh, you know, the football season right around the corner for Michigan, $1 for one month. You can't beat that. I think, um, you know, this This will probably take up a whole show if I wanted to get into it. But I think right now the biggest thing stopping Michigan donors from boosting NIL is Michigan. I think Michigan holds itself in a different value than some of these other schools that are just willing to give recruits upfront money for play. I think Michigan wants you to kind of earn that money. They want to do things the right way. And they want to have that base salary model in place. So they make sure to take care of the guys already on the roster having success first, as opposed to recruits. And they also want to keep that culture that Jim Harbaugh has built within the program. Now, that all sounds great. But in order to get high level recruits, you're going to have to play the NIL game. And I don't think there's any right and wrong when it comes to NIL, because Nothing is truly illegal. There's no enforcement of, of laws when it comes to recruiting, unless you buy a guy a hamburger or something like that. But when it comes to NIL, there's really no government from the NCAA. So I think, you know, at some point, Michigan's going to have to adapt or put that base salary model in place and attract the right guys. But right now, you know, we've heard soon, 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 forever, and there's still no concrete plan. Even that base salary model would be a big step forward because it's something concrete that you can give to recruits. You can say, hey, if you're a quarterback at Michigan, you make a base salary of 60000 Or if you're an offensive lineman, you make a base salary of 50000 Or whatever the numbers are, right? At least there's a concrete number. So over four years, if you stay, you'll make $200,000 or whatever the case is. Plus... Uh, you got great deals. Here are some examples of NIL deals that J.J. McCarthy's done or that Blake Corum's done or that Will Johnson's done. And so um, I think that would be a step in the right direction. I think that's something that Jim Harbaugh's wanted to put in for a while, and it just hasn't really happened. So uh, I'm not exactly sure why they haven't gotten that base salary model rolling, but in terms of boosters just spending money left and right, I'm not sure that will ever Let's go down to B. Will, and he says, do Bryce Underwood and J.J. McCarthy have a good relationship? Uh, yeah, you know, Bryce has had a chance to spend some time with J.J. McCarthy on campus, and I think that only helps. You know, J.J. won't be on campus when Bryce arrives if he commits to Michigan. So 
I think having JJ help recruit Underwood is big. You know, JJ obviously has this huge personality and can connect really well to guys. And I think he's definitely helped out Michigan with Underwood. I think Underwood seeing JJ have success at Michigan is big. And I also think JJ not being there is big for Underwood too, because he'll have a chance to go in and compete for that starting job right away. I don't think Jaden Davis really scares Bryce all that much. Um, so he knows he'd have an opportunity to come in and be a true freshman starter and seeing, you know, JJ potentially open up the offense this year will help even more than whatever JJ can do from, you know, just a personal recruiting standpoint. All right, guys, we've gone over the 30 minute mark. Let's go ahead and answer the last few questions with a rapid fire. B will follows up his question on Bryce Underwood. And he says, how good of a price prospect is Bryce Underwood? Is he Trevor Lawrence level? I mean, yeah, we're talking about the number one quarterback in the country, the number one overall recruit nationally. I mean, he is a special prospect. He's a, a unicorn of a prospect. He's a big frame pocket passer that is also a threat with his legs. He has a cannon for an arm. He's a really smart cerebral kid. He won a state championship at Belleville as a 14-year-old. He just checks all the boxes. Um, and let's go down to our last question from account 22, which we already addressed. He says Kentucky might steal two of our edge targets, and we covered that earlier in the show. Yes, Kentucky remains a threat to flip the Smith twins. All right, guys, I appreciate you all for joining us tonight. Make sure to like our uh, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free, subscribe to the Wolverine.com for just $1 for one month and get more recruiting information. We'll see you again next week for our Tuesday show and our Wednesday Q&A.